Welcome to Golden Gems with Dave Sean, Bill Hansen. We review each week the career and personal life of one of the great unforgettable artists of the golden days of radio. So please join us on a trip down memory lane as we take a look at today's artist. Then go to our website, www.goldengems.net, where we also look at more of their career and play some of their most unforgettable great hits, which we are unable to share on the podcast. We invite you to join us there also. But for now, sit back and relax as we talk about the life of today's unforgettable artist of the golden days of radio. Welcome to Golden Gems. This is Dave Sean, Bill Hansen. And today we're featuring on our podcast, Fats Waller. Thomas Wright Fats Waller, born on May 21st, 1904, passed away on December 15, 1943, was an American jazz pianist, organist, composer, and singer. His innovations in the Harlem stride style laid much of the basis for modern jazz piano. His best-known compositions, Ain't Misbehavin' and Honeysuckle Rose, were inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1984 and 1999. Waller copyrighted over 400 songs, many of them co-written with his closest collaborator, Andy Razaf. Razaf described his partner as the soul of melody, a man who made the piano sing, both big in body and in mind, known for his generosity, a bubbling bundle of joy. Waller started playing the piano at the age of six and became a professional organist at 15. By the age of 18, he was a recording artist. He was a prolific songwriter and one of the most popular performers of his era, touring internationally and achieving critical and commercial success in the United States and Europe. Waller was the seventh child of 11, five of whom survived childhood, born to Adeline Lockett Waller, a musician, and Reverend Edward Martin Waller, a trucker and pastor in New York City. He started playing the piano when he was six and graduated to playing the organ at his father's church four years later. His mother instructed him in his youth and he attended other music lessons, paying for them by working in a grocery store. Waller attended DeWitt Clinton High School for one semester, but left school at age 15 to work as an organist at the Lincoln Theater in Harlem, where he earned $32 a week. Within 12 months, he had composed his first rag. He was the prize pupil, and later the friend and colleague of the stride pianist, James P. Johnson. Waller also studied composition at the Juilliard School with Carl Bohm and Leopold Godowski. His mother died on November 10, 1920, from a stroke due to diabetes. Waller's first recordings, Muscle Shoals Blues and Birmingham Blues, were made in October 1922 for OK Records. That year, he also made his first player piano role, Got to Cool My Doggies Now. Waller's first published composition was Squeeze Me, and it was published in 1924. Pianist and composer Oscar Levant called Waller the Black Horowitz 
working with his longtime songwriting partner, lyricist Andy Razaf. Fats also wrote the music and or performed in several successful Broadway musicals, including 1928's Keep Shufflin', 1929's Hot Chocolates, and with lyricist George Marion Jr., 1934, Early to Bed. Waller is believed to have composed many novelty tunes in the 1920s and the 1930s and sold them for small sums attributing to another composer and lyricist. Standards attributed to Waller, sometimes controversially, include I Can't Give You Anything But Love, Baby. The song was made famous by Adelaide Hall in the Broadway show Blackbirds of 1928. Biographer Barry Singer conjectured that this song was written by Waller and lyricist Andy Razaf and provided a description of the sale given by Waller to the New York Post in 1929. He sold the song for $500 to a white songwriter for use in a financially successful show consistent with Jimmy McHugh's contributions to Harry Delmar's Revel, 1927, and then to Blackbirds of 1928. He noted that early rhythms around with Jimmy Hughes, 1935, are in Waller's hand. Jazz historian Paul Matchlin commented that the singer conjecture has considerable history justification. According to a biography by Waller's son, Maurice, Waller told his son never to play the song within earshot because he had to sell it when he needed money. Maurice Waller wrote that his father objected to hearing on the sunny side of the street on the radio. The anonymous sleeve notes on the 1960 RCA Victor album, Handful of Keys, state that Waller copyrighted over 400 songs, many of them co-written with his closest collaborator, Andy Razaf. Razaf described his partner as the soul of melody, a man who made the piano sing, both big in body and in mind, known for his generosity, a bubbling bundle of joy. In the same notes are comments by clarinetist Gene Sedrick, who recorded with Waller in the 1930s. Fats was the most relaxed man I ever saw in a studio, and so I made everybody else relaxed. After a balance had been taken, we just need one take to make a side, unless it was a kind of difficult number. Waller played with Nathaniel Shilkret, Gene Austin, Erskine Tate, Fletcher Henderson, McKinney's Cotton Pickers, and Adelaide Hall. On one occasion, his plane seemed to have put him at risk of injury. Waller was kidnapped in Chicago while leaving a performance in 1926. Four men bundled him into a car and took him to the Hawthorne Inn, owned by Al Capone. Waller was ordered inside the building and found a party taking place. With a gun to his back, he was pushed towards a piano and told to play. A terrified Waller realized he was a surprise guest at Capone's birthday party and was relieved that the kidnappers had no intention of killing him. In 1926, Waller began his recording association with Victor Talking Machine Company, RCA Victor. His principal record company 
for the rest of his life with the organ solo St. Louis Blues and his composition Lenox Avenue Blues. Although he recorded with several groups, including Morris's Hot Babes, 1927, Fats Waller's Buddies, 1929, one of the earliest multiracial groups to record, and McKinney's Cotton Pickers, 1929, his most important contribution to the Harlem Stride piano tradition, was a series of solo recordings of his compositions, Handful of Keys, Smashing Thirds, Numb Fumbling, and Valentine Stomp, 1929. After sessions with Ted Lewis, 1931, Jack Teagarden, 1931, and Billy Banks Rhythm Makers, 1932, he began in May 1934 the voluminous series of recordings with a small band known as Fats Waller and His Rhythm. The six-piece group usually included Herman Autry, sometimes replaced by Bill Coleman or John Bugs Hamilton, Gene Cedric or Rudy Powell, and Al Casey. Waller wrote Squeeze Me, 1919, Keepin' Out of Mischief Now, and Ain't Misbehavin' in 1929, Blue Turnin' Gray Over Year, I've Got a Feelin' I'm Falling, 1929, Honeysuckle Rose, 1929, Jitterbug Waltz, in 1942. He composed Stride Piano, displaying pieces such as Handful of Keys, Valentine Stomp, and Viper Drag. He enjoyed success touring the United Kingdom and Ireland in the 1930s, appearing on one of the first BBC television broadcasts on September 30th, 1938. While in Britain, Waller also recorded a number of songs for EMI on their Compton Theatre organ, located in their Abbey Road studios in St. John's Wood. He appeared in several feature films and short subject films, most notably Storming Weather in 1943, which was released on July 21st, just months before his death. For the Broadway hit show Hot Chocolates, he and Razaf wrote, What Did I Do to Become So Black and Blue? in 1929, which became a hit for Ethel Waters and Louis Armstrong. Waller performed Bach organ pieces for small groups on occasion. He influenced many pre-bebop jazz pianists. Count Basie and Errol Garner both revived his hit songs. In addition to his playing, Waller was known for his many humorous quips during his performances. Between 1926 and the end of 1927, Waller recorded a series of pipe organ solo records. These represent the first time syncopated jazz compositions were performed on a full-size church organ. In April 1927, Waller played organ at the Venome in Chicago for movies alongside Louis Armstrong, where his organ playing was praised for witty cueing and eccentric stop coupling. Waller's Sir Victor's recording of A Little Bit Independent, written by Joe Burke and Edgar Leslie, was number one on your hit parade for two weeks in 1935. He also charted with Whose Honey Are You, Lulu's Back in Town, Sweet and Low, Trucking, Rhythm and Romance, 
sing an old-fashioned song to a young, sophisticated lady, West Wind, all my life. It's a sin to tell a lie. Let's sing again. Crosspatch, you're not the kind. Bye-bye, baby. You're laughing at me. I love to whistle. Good for nothing. Two sleepy people and little curly hair in a high chair. Broadway musicals. Later in Waller's career, he had the distinction of becoming the first African-American songwriter to compose a hit Broadway musical that was seen by a mostly white audience. Broadway producer Richard Colmar's hiring of Waller to create the 1943 musical Early to Bed was recalled in a 2016 essay about Waller by John McWhorter. Even as late as 1943, the idea of a black composer writing the score for a standard-issue white show was unheard of. When Broadway performer and producer Richard Colmar began planning Early to Bed, his original idea was for Waller to perform in it as a comic character, not to write the music. Waller was, after all, as much a comedian as a musician. Comedy rarely dates well, but almost 80 years later, his comments and timing during Your Feet's Too Big are as funny as anything on Comedy Central. And he nearly walks away with a movie, Stormy Weather, with just one musical scene and a bit of mugging later on, despite the competition of Bill Bojangles Robinson, Lena Horne, and the Nicholas Brothers. Komar's original choice for composer of Early to Bed was Ferdy Groffet, best known as the orchestrator of George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, whose signature compositions were portentous concert suites. But Groffet withdrew, and it is to Komar's credit that he realized that he had a top-rate pop song composer available in Waller. Waller's double duty as a composer and performer was short-lived. During a cash crisis, and in an advanced state of intoxication, Waller threatened to leave the production unless Komar bought the rights to his early-to-bed music for $1,000. This was typical of Waller, who often sold melodies for quick cash when in his cups. The evidence suggests, for example, that the standards I Can't Give You Anything But Love and On the Sunny Side of the Street were Waller tunes. Waller came to his senses the next day but Colmar decided that his drinking habits made him too risky a proposition for eight performances a week. From then on, Waller was the show's composer only, with lyrics by George Marion, whose best-remembered work today is the script for the Esther Rogers film, The Gay Divorcee. A look at Fats Waller's personal life. Waller married Edith Hatch in 1920, with whom he had his first son. Thomas Waller, Jr., in 1921. In 1923, Hatch divorced Waller. Waller married Anita Rutherford in 1926. Together, they had a son, Maurice Thomas Waller, born on September 10, 1927. In 1928, Waller and Rutherford had their second son, Ronald Waller. In 1938, Waller was one of the first African-Americans to purchase a home in the Addlesley Park section of St. Albans, Queens, 
a New York City community with racially restricted covenants. After his purchase and litigation in the New York State courts, many prosperous African Americans followed, including many jazz artists such as Count Basie, Lena Horne, Ella Fitzgerald, and Milt Hinton. Waller contracted pneumonia and died on September 15, 1943, while traveling aboard the famous cross-country Los Angeles to Chicago train, the Super Chief, near Kansas City, Missouri. His final recording session was with an interracial group in Detroit, Michigan, that included white trumpeter Don Hurlman. Waller was returning to New York City from Los Angeles after the smash success of Stormy Weather and a successful engagement at the Zanzibar Room in Santa Monica, California, during which he had fallen ill. More than 4,200 people were estimated to have attended his funeral at the Abyssinian Baptist Church in Harlem, which prompted Adam Clayton Powell, Jr., who delivered the eulogy, to say that Fats Waller always played to a packed house. Afterward, he was cremated and his ashes were scattered over Harlem from the airplane piloted by an unidentified African-American World War I aviator. What an interesting life and career of one of the greats of the golden days of radio, Fats Waller. If you haven't done so, we urge you to go to our webcast, goldengems.net, hear a little more of his career and some of his fantastic compositions. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you're having as much enjoyment as we are reliving some of the unforgettable memories from the golden days of radio. To learn more about the career of today's artist and listen to several of their greatest hits, we invite you to go to our website, www.goldengems.net. May we also encourage you to tell your friends about the show. We would love to have them join us in these little trips down memory lane. And as always, we invite your feedback or comments on goldengemsradio at gmail.com. So until next episode, this is Dave and Bill heading back into the archives to dust off some more unforgettable memories to share with you on Golden Gems. <laughs>